0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. Learn more about their momentum at DanaFarber.org everywhere.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm going to call my friend Jonathan Colton and share some exciting news.
2: Why, hello. It's my good friend Ophira Eisenberg from NPR's Ask Me Another. How are you?
1: Good, Jonathan Colton. I want to share with you something. Yeah? See that? Uh, Are those car keys? I (gasps) bought a car.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: I know. Very exciting. exciting. (laughs) I've had two cars in the past, and those were between the ages of 18... And 21.
2: <laughs> Just wait till you've parked it on the street in New York City for a couple of weeks. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I drove it last night, as I do, and I did some street parking. You know, New York, it's always a thing. Mm-hmm. And I parked it and someone stuck their head out the window and said, you know, that? I know it doesn't seem like it, but they tow cars from there. And I was like... Thank you. So nice. Yeah, that's nice. That was nice. They were just hanging out their window on the third floor looking at people.
2: Yeah. (laughs) People who don't live in New York City might not know how it works, but there's this thing called alternate side parking.
1: The craziest thing. I'd never heard about it before.
2: (laughs) They clean the streets on a regular basis. But the deal is, is when it's time for street cleaning on the right side, everybody moves their car from the right side to double park on the left side for two hours or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And the, there's a guy on our block, an older gentleman who's lived there for his whole life. And he is like the mayor of the block. <laughs> and he is always like coming to my door and reminding me that it's time to move the car. Or like he sees a space and he's like, oh, Johnny, you want to you get that space? You know, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's great. Aww. And I will say also people double park and it doesn't necessarily look like it's double parking day. And so what happens is people will come down the street (laughs) and sit behind an empty double parked car and honk their horns until move.
3: Yeah. yeah, There's nobody in the
2: car. There's nobody in the car. They could easily go around, but they don't. (laughs) And then I I love to stride angrily out of my house and make the go around gesture.
1: Go around. See this finger? It's going to make a half circle. Do you know what that means? That means I'm stressed about this.
2: <laughs> Count yourself lucky that I didn't use a different finger to give you the go around gesture.
1: You know, public radio listeners always talk about how much they miss car talk. So here you are, people. This yeah, is what this I'm is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I play the new uh, car talk theme that I've just now
1: composed? Uh, fantastic. Yes, please.
2: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of cars, car repair, puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Listeners, I just want to let you know that we hear you. You have been shouting, put five Emmy winners on and or nominees on the same episode of Ask Me Another already. Well, you know what? We did it, okay? We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We have Tony Shaloub and Lou Kirby from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We have William Jackson Harper from The Good Place and Yvonne Orgy from Insecure. So count them, everybody. Five.
2: Wait a minute. I was nominated for an Emmy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the six. Emmy had six. And you know what? Once in high school, someone called me Emmy. So that's kind of seven. That's seven. That's basically seven. There we go. I am so thrilled to welcome our first two contestants. Returning champion, William Jackson Harper, nominated for his role as the ethicist Cheaty on The Good Place and first-time contestant, Yvonne Orji, nominated for playing Molly on Insecure. Hello. Hey. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, William, I read that you found out about your Emmy nomination in the middle of a dog psychic appointment. Wait.
4: Yeah. So what happened was... Um, our, our dog, is, he's... he's <laughs> yeah,
5: we need to hear this story.
4: He's not been himself lately. Um He's usually a very frisky, very active guy. And he's Chico. just been kind of... Yeah, Chico the dog. And so we called this psychic. And it was like a two-month waiting period to, oh. <laughs> to talk to this woman. And we were like, okay, well, we'll, we'll try it because, you know, we take him to the doctor. We tried all sorts of things just to see. We thought maybe he was upset with us. He was just bored because of quarantine. And she... Connected with him and the things that she said that he was telling her <laughs> through the phone were those were the things that were actually wrong with him when we took him to the vet and so I mean I was all prepared to be a skeptic but um you know she called it
5: have a I, I have a question go ahead. I, I have to raise yeah. my hand did did he just have to bark three times and then she like got into it what
4: <laughs> she just said like when I go online with him this is how she phrased it. His eyes might flutter and like go into a, sort of a trance state, and I'm she sitting put a there, hat on him. and I, I'm watching it, and he he does. He comes to his bed, which he hadn't slept in in months, and goes into this weird little trance state. And also, all while this is going on, my phone's blowing up with you know, you know, people calling. To me, hey, man, congratulations! Oh my god! I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's cool. But here's the thing: it's like my dog is with the psychic right now, and I need to focus and. um
1: <laughs> uh, a three month waiting list, and we finally got an appointment. we finally got it
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> so how is how is chico now?
4: he's good okay. we uh you know he's on some medication, yeah. but he's good.
1: did the psychic say anything about your chances are of winning the Emmy?
4: <laughs> no, no, I try not to bring that into the room. <laughs> this is about chico yeah, yeah, you know
1: uh and Yvonne where were you
5: when you uh finished? you know we I don't say we've been let down, but we've been let down three years in a row. After a while, we were just like, you know, we're just making art and whoever finds it, you know, oh, all this.
2: <laughs> it's not about the awards. It's not, not the about the expression. Yeah. That's it's right. not the expression.
5: Yeah. 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 So 8 30, I'm watching live. Uh we have a group chat. So I'm texting some of the, the cast members. And then the show gets nominated. And I'm like, yo, finally. So in my mind, I'm like, that's the win. That's it. Like we got the thing. And then my phone rings. And it's Sam, my publicist. And she's like, I'm so happy. I was like, I know, girl. We out here. We did it. We finally got one for the show. <laughs> and I was like, we finally got one for the show. She was like, no, Yvonne, like your name. I saw you.
1: <laughs>
5: and I was like, oh, my God. Like, And then I was literally on phones or emails until like eight o'clock that night.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep. Of course.
5: And then I kept calling
1: my, all my agents like, my rate just went up. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a perfect segue into a first game about celebrating awards. Are you ready for game?
5: All right. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. So, you know, you might be thinking right now in your fantasy about what your speech will be. And there is also supposed to be some sort of Oscar ceremony next April, we've been told. But until then, we have this game. We are going to play you a clip from an Academy Award acceptance speech a very well-known one, Uh, you are just gonna name the person accepting the award or the movie they're accepting it for. Yvonne, let's try your first one, okay, you're up. This first clip is of an actress who gets a standing ovation everywhere she goes.
5: (laughs) When they called my name, I had this feeling I could hear half of America going, oh no, oh, come on, why her again? You know, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, my, my initial instinct is Meryl Streep, but I'm like...
1: Yes, that's, that's it. You always go with your initial instinct. That is correct. <laughs> that is a correct. I have to say my favorite kind of self-deprecating humor is award <laughs> for deprecating <laughs> humor. I, I love it. She was like, oh, well, I'm just that good. Okay. <gasps> oh, well. Yeah. Here we go. It's
2: a little bit of a humble brag, too. It's like, I know everybody's sick of me getting nominated. I'm so sorry. But I was Sick again. of me winning these awards.
1: Yeah. That was for the Iron Lady.
2: All right, William, here is one for you. This is a clip from 2013. Ooh. Oh, boy.
1: You guys are just standing up because you feel bad that I fell, and that's really embarrassing, but thank you.
4: <laughs> oh that's uh that's uh that's uh jennifer lawrence
1: yeah that's yeah. right it is from yeah. silver
2: linings playbook yeah yeah
1: well done yeah i remember that i do like it when people i mean those dresses look although it would be super fun to wear a dress like that but they look impossible so i appreciate that people are just like no i can't do it I can't <laughs> sometimes walk. you just can't walk <laughs> yeah. yeah no this was never meant for functioning it's
5: always the ones with the train. It's always the... It's Always. I had a train one year, and literally, it. at some point, I just had to pick it up. Because going to the restroom, standing up, it was just, excuse me, excuse me, excuse, and people apologized. i like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, this, I, I must own this dress now, because they have so many footprints. Like, this is... <laughs> that's
1: right.
4: I think one of my favorite things about people falling in, 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 in particular, in these highly architectural dresses is how slow the fall is. It's never like a, it's never like a bam, you know, it's not like a little kid on a bike. It's always just like, oh, we can, we can fix this. We can fix this. We can fix this. Oh, no, 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 no. It's no over. We can't. It's over. No, we
2: can't.
4: Yeah, you know, I love it.
1: All right, Yvonne, this is for you. This person is a director and it's a super recent speech.
2: Thank you. I, I will drink until next morning. Thank you.
5: <laughs> uh, I love this speech. Um, that is from Parasite. I know because I watched and he won like 85 times that night. Um, that is Bang Jun
1: Ho. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well done. Abby knowing
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: All right, William, this is for you. This clip is from 2014, and the movie this actress won for also went on to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm.
5: Thank you to the Academy for this incredible recognition. It doesn't escape me for one moment that so much joy in my life is thanks to so much pain in someone else's. Mm-hmm. And so I want to salute the spirit of Patsy for her guidance. Uh, yeah, we needed that. We needed that moment.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is Lupita Nyong'o. That is correct. For 12 Years a Slave, 12 yeah.
2: Years a Slave, that's right.
4: I just remember that speech being like, I will never be this eloquent ever oh, in any day in my life. I was just like, who, how, whoa. I know. Whoa. The, the It was graceful. Was it was, it, and and anyway, that was also right.
5: when my mom called me and was like, your friend has won an Oscar. I was like, my friend? I don't know her, mom." <laughs> 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 but I think Lupita went and made like, my endeavors make more sense to my parents. Okay, okay, you can do it. The Kenyan girl has won
1: you two can do it.
5: And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all it took
1: is for someone to win an Oscar. After the break, William and Yvonne team up for a word game about world landmarks. And we have Tony Shalhoub and Luke Kirby from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The Perseid meteor shower is canceled because guess what? We've got the real stars right here. I'm Ophira Eisberg and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
2: Technically, meteors are not stars. <laughs>
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, the automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares how cash can be part of a balanced savings strategy for investors. Oftentimes people think of their cash as the money they're using, but when there's a high rate environment, your cash can also be a form of savings. So savings can sit in your cash account and savings can sit in an investing account. And on average and over time, investments go up. But in a high interest rate environment, you can get a more predictable return in a high
6: yield savings account. And so investors can choose both strategies, an investment strategy as well as a cash strategy to both protect
0: your principal because cash doesn't go down the way markets can, but also to earn a high yield Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
2: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and being recognized for excellence by the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. I'm Jonathan (laughs) Colton. Here's your host, Ophira
1: Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. I'd also like to thank the Academy. We're playing games (laughs) with Emmy nominees William Jackson Harper from NBC's The Good Place and Yvonne Orgy from HBO's Insecure. William, Yvonne, are you ready to team up for another game?
5: Yes, because that one had me hot a little bit. I was like, I'm nervous.
4: Oh yeah, I'm wearing this black T-shirt right now because I don't want to be damp for the next thing I got to do, and have everybody see it.
1: Zoom damp is like a very, very deep damp. It's not a good.
4: It's like look. yeah, it's like you should not be this worried in your house, <laughs> yeah. but you are. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: So in this game, you are going to replace the first syllable of famous monuments or landmarks with a rhyming word. Okay.
2: So let me give you an example. Okay. If I said, the British monarch lives in this London royal residence along with a bird with webbed feet that floats on water, you would answer Duckingham Palace. Changing the first syllable of Buckingham to Duck. Would
1: Cluckingham also work? I'd take it. I'd take I it. I would
2: probably <laughs> accept it. We're pretty we're pretty easy. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. This seaside building in Australia's largest city is topped with rows of sail-shaped concrete shells. If you use your two legs, six arms, and two tentacles to stash up tickets, you can go see the all calamari rendition of Carmen before it sells out.
5: I'm going to phone a okay. friend, William. I'm phoning you. Oh, so what oh do you have? What, ha- okay. what do you
1: have for uh, largest city in Australia? I have Sydney. Great. And then what's the most yes. obvious arts center? The Opera House. The Sydney Opera House.
4: Oh. Squid knee opera house? Yes. Yes. Hey. Squid.
1: That's right. That's right.
4: Squid, yeah, no, you almost got me. I was just like, like tarantula was...
1: knee opera house? That's
2: good. Tarantula opera house.
5: Ask me another. Ask me another.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, here's another one. Think you're gassy. Well, this medieval structure in Italy got its signature tilt from being stuffed with too many of these legumes, including... Cannellini, Fava, and Pinto.
5: Leaning, it's the Leaning Tower, right? Yeah. Right. The Beanie Tower?
2: <laughs> that is correct. The Beanie yes. Tower of Pisa. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> That's
1: okay. Right. Yay. I like this game. <laughs> All right. Here's your next one. Although we don't know the exact significance of this prehistoric circular structure in England... Many archaeologists speculate that it was built to honor these celebrities, who all have the same first name: Ms. Rivers, Jet, Cusack, Crawford, Didion, and of Ark,
4: Joan Henge!
1: Joan Hinge.
4: I felt
2: so good. <laughs> right in that the pocket. Was, there, no one felt good. All right. Here's another one. I find this one hard. We'll see if you guys know. This site. Of ancient Inca ruins in Peru was excavated in the early 1900s. Archaeologists found skeletons, dwellings, along with the famous undergarment Katy Perry used to launch whipped cream.
4: Oh. You talk it
2: out if you have the pieces. Machu Picchu, right? So far, so good.
5: Whipped cream. We're
2: looking for an undergarment.
4: um, Oh, bra, bra brachu picchu. Brachu picchu. That is right. Lord, you I feel just like just they don't y'all don't owe me a dollar for that one.
1: That answer is the reason this game is here. I'm just <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm,
5: I'm slightly judging you, William. I have, I have more questions than you have answers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more. This 13,000 mile long ancient landmark. Was one of the largest construction projects ever undertaken, with sweeping views of the countryside. It is the perfect place to film TikToks of you riding on shoes with four wheels.
4: The, the Wall of China, Skate Wall of China.
1: Yes! Oh, that was a beautiful <laughs> collaboration. That was a team effort. That I was love perfect. it. Perfect, William. This is
5: this, this is your game. Like you forget taboo. He's, he's gonna, we're gonna come over to his house, and it's gonna be like, ask me another, and it's like, wait, what are you talking about?
4: <laughs> look, you asked me a bunch of nonsense. I will give you nonsense back.
1: Just remember, brought you, you. That's all I need to say. That's, <laughs> that's all I need to say to you. Uh, that was so much fun. Thank you so much, William Jackson Harper. Thank you so much. It's so nice meeting you, Yvonne. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. Our next two contestants won Emmys for their roles on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and they've been nominated again this year. Tony Shaloub, Luke Kirby, welcome to Ask Me Another.
7: Hi, great to be here. Hello.
1: So nice to see you, and also congratulations on season four being officially announced.
7: It's happening.
1: Has any of the production happened?
7: No, no zero. Okay, no. I mean, I'm I'm assuming writers are
1: writing.
3: I've been shooting for months.
7: I've <laughs> <laughs> been fired and they didn't tell me it's possible. <laughs> that, that happens. It's all that possible. That happens in this business. So
1: I assume you both met each other on the set of this show.
7: Whoops. Everybody's frozen.
1: Tony, for me, is frozen. Is he yeah, frozen? Yeah, me too. Okay. Tony, Keep you're totally frozen.
2: frozen. I thought he was just playing it cool, but I guess he's frozen. <laughs> He's very still.
1: Oh, he's gone. Uh, He
2: he bailed. Way to go,
1: guys. (laughs) I've heard he's the toughest interview around. Oh, my
2: God. Well, I guess we'll see if he comes back.
1: Luke, I I wanted to say, I'm from Calgary, by the way. I grew up in Calgary.
2: Oh, yeah, right on. Uh, Did you go
3: to... uh, Here we go. Did you go to Winston Churchill?
1: No, I went to Western Canada. But I had a lot of friends that went went to Winston Churchill.
3: All right, let's name them. Okay. Uh, okay, Peter Oldring?
1: Yes, of course. Really? Is, is yeah, that a, of course. Is
2: that a person or a place?
1: Yeah, Peter Oldring uh, is a, he's a great he's actor na- and he's an he's improviser. He's now a place. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a great improviser and actor and he, he's sort of infamous. He was very close friends and like of, of an ex boyfriend of mine. Uh,
3: <laughs> who was your boyfriend, may I ask?
1: Albert Howell. Oh my god,
3: I know Albert Howell also. In fact, oh, I was in LA and I was staying at Peter's house and so was Albert Howell. Oh no. And we talked so much about you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh,
3: uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Should we is uh, right what about uh semi chellis, Do you know her?
1: Semi-Cellis? I took an acting class. I took a Meisner class, Jacqueline McClintock's Meisner class with oh, Semi-Cellis.
3: Yeah. I took a, a class with Jacqueline <laughs> in Montreal.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: semi chellis. <laughs> you guys are yeah. just making up these names now. <laughs> this is not... Jonathan, um apologies
1: No this is No listen Luke this is great because Jonathan went to Yale and all of his friends that are famous including him went to Yale and I have to yeah. hear them catch up all the time and finally yeah, yeah. it's happening for me <laughs> Tony went to Yale says our producer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah see <laughs> Uh Tony you're back
7: I'm sorry but I had a little That's bit okay. of a I think my internet just kind of Went out for a second there. All it right.
1: Happened. Well Tony, did you go to Yale by any chance?
7: I did. I went well, oh, yeah. I went not to undergrad, but oh. I went there for graduate school. I wish I went to Yale.
1: <laughs> I wish I went to Yale. You went to the National Theater School. That's I fine. wish you had
7: gone to Yale True. too. Yeah. <laughs> a terrible thing to say. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: I went to McGill. I just want to let you all know that. Ooh, I went to ooh. Yeah. I know. Oh. I know. True. Sure. True. <laughs>
2: Kamala Harris's mother taught at McGill.
1: Really? I did not know that. I
2: took a yoga class with Kamala Harris's mother. (laughs) You did not. No, uh, no, I did not. No.
1: (laughs) So everybody's watching television right now. And I, I even feel like, you know, even parents who have strict TV rules have let their kids watch TV during this time. <laughs> I'm one of them. I have a four-year-old. He's watching television a little bit more than I like. Um, Tony, as a kid, am I right in saying that your father did not want you guys to have a television and you didn't have one in your house till you were like eight or 10?
7: Yeah, we were sort of the last house on the block to get TV. Wow. And my father, he just didn't want it around. You know, yeah. we there were a lot of us I have a lot of siblings, and I think he loved that thing where he would come home from work, he would just get swarmed by all these, you know, critters would come and hug him and, and make a fuss over him. He liked that. And then finally, when we did get TV, he would come home and, and he would just, like, stand there in the doorway, nothing. Oh, every, Everybody was glued to the set. It's really sad. Yeah. I feel bad for him now, but...
1: Yeah, they're like, we have a new parent.
7: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> and there, were, you say a swarm of you because you are. Uh, I'm one of ten. One of ten. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Where
2: do you fall in the in the middle? Or
7: uh... I'm the second youngest, uh, youngest boy, but the second youngest of of ten, so number nine.
1: Luke, were you allowed to watch television growing up?
3: Sort of. I mean, my mother had a thing where she would come home from work and feel the back of the TV.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that. That old trick. And
3: I don't, but, you know, so we, and we never, I don't think we ever tried to like outsmart her. Um, You didn't like shove
7: a cooler up on the back of it? No. no, Blow on it?
3: No. Bags of
7: ice.
1: (laughs) 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 And Tony, you know, obviously you play the father figure, Abe. I see my father in Abe in some ways because of the way that he is um, so desperate to hang on to his authority, I would say
7: yeah I see a lot of my father in Abe too, and also I think interestingly, you know, like Abe, you know my father and a lot of those guys at that time, there was a point you know when they reached their mid fifties or early sixties where they really did kind of have these uh midlife crises you know and uh and they're struggling with the ideas of what am I qualified to do what 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 is what do I really want to do what what happened to my passions what happened to my right what happened to my youth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm the youngest of six, and when I was in junior high, I remember that my mom bought a moped, and I felt like that was her being like, I have never done anything for myself, because she had kids (laughs) from like 18 to 42, and uh, all of a sudden she had a moped.
7: (laughs) That's so interesting. My mother, a similar thing happened after being, you know, years of laundry and uh, cooking and housewifing and She got a job. She went out and got herself a job. And and there were only, like, two of us left at home at this point. Yeah. And um, she didn't drive. That's a whole nother uh, Zoom conversation. Let's not talk (laughs) about that. She never (laughs) learned to drive. But she loved riding her bike to work. So she was like this woman, grandmother, you know, mother, and riding her, like, little Schwinn to her, her shop, her little boutique shop. And, I mean, that was her, like... Easy Rider minus 100. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it was her freedom.
1: It was her freedom. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a couple great games for you. Would you like to play a couple games? Sure. Yeah. So, in the mid 20th century, studios like Cornet and Centron and Britannica and Disney pumped out dozens of educational films. I don't know if you remember watching any of these kinds of films in school. Yes, I do. Yeah, which one do you remember? Any of the plots? Oh, there
7: were so many. They yeah. Were about you know industry and about agriculture and all yes. of this, all of this stuff. Yeah.
1: I have one that I remember, and it was about not lying or shirking your duties.
7: I think I auditioned for that.
1: <laughs> did you get a callback? Did you get a callback? No, <laughs> no, no. you did. Okay, so we're going to play a clip of an educational, a vintage educational film. You just have to guess what is the subject of the movie, but we have multiple choice for you. Oh, good. Okay, Luke, this one is for you. This clip is from a 1961 Disney cartoon.
4: We're the spirits of progress, and we advise you to pay some undivided attention while we help you with your great invention.
7: Find yourself a Here's what you do. Slice off a slice. Yeah, better make it two.
1: <laughs> okay, is that cartoon about? A, making sandwiches out of wood. B, the advantages of capitalism. Or C, the invention of the wheel.
3: I think it's a sandwich. It's a Canadian hoagie.
1: <laughs> That's right.
3: No, I think that I should go with the obvious. It's the wheel of progressivism.
1: It's the wheel. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, by the way, Donald Duck is a caveman.
7: A cave duck. A cave a duck, cave, yeah. yeah.
1: And finally, you understand why no pants. <laughs>
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, Tony, this one is for you. What is this 1946 Encyclopedia Britannica film about?
3: Letters are most important. So Mr. Dolan sorts them first. Now Mr. Dolan sorts the magazines and newspapers and packages.
2: So is this film about, A, the importance of paying your bills on time, B, the life of a mailman, or C, what Kurt Vonnegut dreams about?
7: Wow. I'll have to say, because it actually, as it turns out, when I was, I think I was 18 or 19, I had a summer job, uh, worked in the post office.
2: No kidding. (laughs) Yes, I did. Was that an enjoyable job?
7: It was, actually. I didn't get to drive around and deliver mail. I actually worked in the building sorting mail and taking long lunch breaks and things like that. Uh, Did you ever meet Mr. Dolan? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm going to go with the post office employee. You are absolutely
1: correct. That's uh, amazing.
2: That is what it's about.
3: Uh, Not to be too topical, but may I say, uh, Mr. Dolan's of the world unite. (laughs)
1: Luke, this film is from 1950. Here we go.
7: Yes, sir. Father and mother do a good job of working together. Like a team. And Tommy would like to be
2: on that team. Mm.
3: But Mommy and Daddy won't allow it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is this film about A, appreciating your parents, B, preparing for your appearance on Family Feud, or C, that divorce can happen when you least suspect it?
3: I mean, it's clearly propaganda for conscription, let's be honest. (laughs) But with a little wink, I'll say it was A,
1: Yeah, it's working together like a team. You know what? My family, we do not work together like a team. We we work together like a struggling nonprofit, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is going to be the last one.
2: Tony, this is for you. What is this 1953 film trying to help you deal with?
4: His mother isn't home yet, so he can't talk to her. But he can make a funny picture of his aunt, and that makes him feel better.
2: Wow. Is this film helping you deal with, a keeping yourself entertained, b anger management, or c the basics of drawing caricatures?
7: Is there a d? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's all of the ab- it's
7: all of the above. I mean, sure. Well, I was going to say anger management. You are absolutely
2: correct. It is anger management.
7: Oh I... no! I was really, I was, <laughs> I said anger management. Yeah. To to in, uh, intentionally to be wrong.
2: We anticipated that you would do that, and so we gave you this question, which <laughs> is a particularly difficult question.
3: That's how you deal with anger. You draw your.
2: Well, if anger? you, I think uh, what we're not hearing, I think, is that uh, he maybe had an argument with his aunt.
7: Oh, I thought it was his aunt, like his pet aunt, like an. <laughs> aunt. <laughs>
2: To be fair, that could be what it is. I don't know.
1: If I went into a young boy's room and the walls were just covered of funny pictures of small ants, I would be very, very worried. (laughs) You'd be disturbed.
2: (laughs) I think this this kid is managing his anger too much.
1: You guys did great.
7: Tell us what we won.
2: (laughs) Our respect and appreciation.
1: We'll have more with Tony Shalhoub and Luke Kirby after the break. And you know him from Third Rock from the Sun. The dark night rises and 500 days of summer. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
3: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. A new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viori.com/npr. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Get your quote at progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
2: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with actors Tony Shalhoub and Luke Kirby from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Are you ready for another game? Let's do this. Okay. (laughs) 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 This game is called Must Love Dogs. So what we've done is we've created dating profiles for animals. Your job is to name the animal that's looking for love. Great. Okay, here we go. I'm going to start with you, Tony. I'm a cancer looking for a Virgo to go on long sideways crawls on the beach. I've got a hard shell, but if you butter me up, I'll melt in your mouth. No flakes, no fakes.
3: Ooh, take me to Ocean City. (laughs) That's
7: that's That's a crab.
1: That's a crab. That's a crab looking for love. Oh, and, boy. yeah,
7: I love that.
1: <laughs> it's sweet, right? Yeah.
2: We were we were trying to remember this. What do they make the imitation crab out of? Is it just any kind of fish? Does anybody know? I think it's ocean loaf. <laughs> ocean loaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a multi. It's a multi fish product.
7: Yeah. I, think mold. It's just, I think it's just bleached chicken. <laughs>
3: I used to love that stuff. I used to get a Subway Me too. seafood sub. Oh, I yeah. Would, like the whole thing would be gone in an instant.
2: Yeah, it's and, pretty and tasty. And I, I
3: think I'd even like ask for like extra mayo on it. Sure. <laughs>
7: disgusting.
2: Yeah, long, a long tube of mayo and it's slightly you have, sweet. You don't
7: really even have to chew it then. You no, just sort That's of right. slide it right down.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke, here's one for you. Okay. Do you like pina coladas? And getting mm. caught in the rainforest. Mm. I'm 20 to 30 feet long, and I aim to please and squeeze, winky face. I'm a snake who don't want none unless you got buns, hon. You are a... You are an anaconda. <laughs> an anaconda, you
1: are correct. All right, Tony, this one's for you. Desperately seeking stagnation, I'm looking to take things slow. Oh. Let's stay in bed and sleep up to 15 hours a day. And if you're into feet, I've got weird ones. Three toes per foot, baby.
7: Is it a sloth?
1: It is a sloth.
7: Wow, I just pulled that out of the air.
1: Uh, Supposedly they require a very specialized diet, a constantly warm and humid environment, and they need to spend a lot of time suspended by high branches. So they're needy. A lot of work. Just like, eh?
3: They sounds like actors.
2: <laughs> yes, really.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, this is the last one.
2: It's for you, Luke. Yeah. Underwater male sub in search of Dom female who will make me do the labor. Looking for a long term monogamous thing where you lay eggs in my pouch and I birth up to 2,000 of your babies. Let me ride in on myself as your aquatic knight in shining armor. I gotta go. <laughs> 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 Um, I I had one of these as a
3: child. Did you really? But it was uh, dead. It, I just had like uh, a kind
2: of uh, dried up. You had blood. a dried a dried one of these. A dried what a,
7: up sea horse. What did you force. do to it?
2: A sea okay. horse. That is correct. I, I ate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was amazing. You did great again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony Shalhoub. Thank you, Lou Kirby. It's uh, such a pleasure.
7: Thank My you pleasure. kindly. What a <laughs> blast. That was fun. <laughs>
1: Our next guest starred on the sitcom Third Rock from the Sun and in movies like 500 Days of Summer and Inception. He founded the online creative platform Hit Record and he's in the new Netflix movie Project Power. Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
6: Hello. How's it going? Good. Okay.
1: So I recently learned that your parents met working at a listener-supported radio station.
6: Yes, KPFK in Los Angeles. Yep, even further to the left than NPR. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of it.
1: (laughs) Was radio a big part of your childhood growing up?
6: I mean, there was that story of knowing that they met at that public radio station. By the time I was born, they no longer worked there. Um, K-Rock was really important to me when I was in high school. Um, That's probably the biggest interaction I had with radio
1: your acting career started when you were super young. I mean, at the age of five, you are getting jobs doing commercial work, uh, local and national TV commercials for Sunny Jim peanut butter and Cocoa Puffs and <laughs> Wait, Pop I like Tarts. how you say
6: Sunny Jim peanut butter as if anybody's heard of that. I, I didn't hear about
1: it, but I was like, that's what it's no called. No one knows
6: what that is. <laughs> my line was, <laughs> Sunny Jim, it's good. That was my
1: <laughs> That's all you need.
6: We was The commercial was set in the 20s and we were dressed up like the little rascals, you know, with like too much pomade in our hair. And it was raining. So was sitting under fake rain and just marveling at the fact that they made it rain in this soundstage. And then uh, the bit went that I opened the jar of peanut butter and the rain stopped and the sun came out. That was oh. the commercial. Sunny it, Jim. see
1: Sunny Jim. Yeah. So I'm... Um... I just find that there's this presumption with showbiz kids that you grow up fast you mature quickly because you're in a business at a young age uh, and you know just the that matched with the fact that the character you played on Third Rock from the Sun, Tommy was an old man alien trapped in a teenage body. you mm-hmm. played this hey, character really
6: watched the show you, when you, know you were a teenager about. yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, it was it was it was my whole adolescence, 13 to 19.
1: Oh my goodness all my
6: teenage years that show.
1: Yeah, did you, I mean, did you feel like you related more to the character trapped within the alien body <laughs> rather than the teenager?
6: Yeah, I mean, both. And that it, it was appropriate for me to play that role in that way because part of me was precocious. Part of me was completely immature and a really late bloomer and, and you know, just wondering what it would be like to kiss a girl. And, uh you know, just normal, normal teenager things, I guess. Right. Um, But uh, No wonder you got the
1: role. It's perfect.
6: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's probably real true.
1: And then things really took off. I mean, you had huge breakout roles. You became a household name. I mean, Angels in the Outfield, (laughs) 10 Things I Hate About You, but Third Rock from the Sun. In 2000, you decided to attend Columbia University. You were studying history, literature, French poetry. Yeah, that
6: kind of thing. Yeah, I just wanted to... (laughs) I I think I just wanted to do something more normal and all my friends were sort of heading off into the world and being like what am i going to do and i i i i think i i envied that um that wide open sense of possibility and so i just wanted to go to college and say like well who knows what i'll be i don't know i might i might not keep acting i might yeah. want to do something else but it it really didn't take very long before i started missing it a lot and you know and i started dressing up and doing stupid things just to get out that kind of need for, I don't know, exhibitionism or self-expression or whatever it is that actors have inside them that, that makes us want to do that. And,
1: were you, like, deciding to put on a persona or character costume in everyday life?
6: Yeah, kind of. More okay. like n- more like nightlife. Like, I didn't go okay. to class that way. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but but it, at night, if there was a wig around, that might, you know, accompany a, an accent. Or I don't know, you know, right. just being <sighs> goofy. Uh,
1: yeah, just a wig <laughs> and an accent uh, <laughs> when you're going out at that. It's what yeah. everybody does. Know. It's totally normal. Right. So you knew you were like, oh, maybe not French literature. Maybe I'm enjoying (laughs) this.
6: (laughs) I guess so. Maybe I should look into this. Um, Yeah, it was pretty soon. And then the nail in the coffin was when I got Final Cut Pro, which is video editing (laughs) software. And this is uh, for my 21st birthday. This is like uh, 2002, I was just staying up all night editing and and I'd have papers that I was supposed to write for college. And I'd be saying, you know, I could write this paper or I could keep editing this video. And soon thereafter, I dropped out of college.
1: (laughs) What were you shooting at the time?
6: Just nothing. Just like (laughs) I was just like I was just carrying around. It's funny actually now because it's become the norm. One day I I really want to like go and get all that footage and like put it into Instagram stories because it Absolutely. is, it's exactly that. It's exactly that, except it's like, this is an Instagram story from the summer of 2000, which you, probably had, there's not that many of those.
1: Yeah. And you had to spend about like four hours putting it together. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, was like, it wasn't just like, I don't know, this is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, you were saying that with Final Cut Pro and that you were kind of, you know, making what we now think of Instagram stories a long time ago, all, also, I mean, I feel like this is ahead of its time. You launched Hit Record in two thousand and five, which is an online space, and you invite people to be creative and work together and collaborate on projects.
6: That's exactly right. I mean, uh, it was a little bit before it was so easy to post stuff online, and Hit Record just became this little mantra of mine. It's like the the red record button became a symbol. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to push that button. I'm going to start making stuff. But this community gradually started to form.
1: There was one that I found very cathartic. So did the people making it, of course, um, of people with their kids and, and, uh, and just in general all kind of howling and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> sort of a primal exactly. scream.
6: His dad put up a video of... of he, he ha- he's there with his, like, two toddler boys, which I relate to because I, I have two young boys, uh, and they're screaming... Yeah. And he has his guitar, but he's not trying to cheer them up with the guitar. He's just like, he's leaning into how they're feeling and just like playing metal on his acoustic guitar. And his boys are just screaming along with it. And so that video, it just felt like how we were all feeling. And so, we're like, okay, let's all do this together. I played drums. We, you know, there was some guitar, some bass, some like lots of screaming. And it turned into this kind of weird family. Uh, scream therapy metal song thing, and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it helps to get the demons out. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, how would you feel about an ask me another challenge?
6: I very much am looking forward to this.
1: Excellent. So, this our next game is in honor of your famous needle drop in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Your dance number is set to <laughs> hollow Oats, You make my dreams complete with a marching band and a cartoon bird. So it's a nice thing to watch right now, by the way. If anyone wants like, just like a lovely sense of relief and what it's like to do things with large groups of crowds and feel joy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I Remember true. those days? Yeah. I have to go back to that. Yeah, I, haven't
1: watched, I haven't
2: watched it during that. That's a good point. <laughs> so we have rewritten popular songs to make them about the movie scenes that they are featured in. So just name the movie that I'm singing about, or you could name the song, or you could name the artist, or just say something generally charming and we'll give you a point for that. <laughs> okay. Sounds very good. very low stakes around here. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. I like okay. generally charming. Just generally charming. <laughs> <Not, laughs> don't be
2: too specific.
6: Not, no, yeah.
1: don't don't oversell it. <laughs> yeah, too yeah. charming you we take a point away. I'm That's right.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go.
1: They
2: say it's February two, but that was yesterday, tomorrow too. Those morning DJs must be wrong But they keep playing the same damn 60s song Here I got stuck here I'm still stuck here All right, that's uh,
6: that's I Got You, Babe by Sonny and Cher from Groundhog's Day.
2: Yeah, that's yes. right. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. All right, here's another one i need a brand new escort while my husband and i are apart
6: i know what this is so john travolta's
2: with me at this 50s diner dressed up smart now there's a twisting contest to talk him into taking part we win the first place trophy and later he'll restart my heart
6: that's Pulp Fiction. Um, I yeah. don't know what, let's see, what's the name of that song? I don't know that I know the name of it or the artist, to be honest. I know that's the scene from Pulp Fiction where John Travolger and Uma Thurman dance. Together.
2: You are correct. Yep. I, w- I would not have known the name of this song either. It is, it is You Never Can Tell by Chuck Berry. It's Chuck Berry. Oh, yeah, Chuck so Berry. By the
6: way, thanks for keeping these movies to the '90s because I don't pay <laughs> any attention to pop culture these days. Now that I'm a dad, and I would fail miserably if you played a popular no. movie from from these days. What's well,
1: going on in your house? Are you doing a Thomas the Train? Is it uh, <laughs> I Haven't Blaise done Thomas the Train?
6: Um, uh, Pop Patrol. I'm gonna sound like a snob. I, but do you know Totoro, the Miyazaki Totoro? Oh, All yeah, right, enough. Sure. Right enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I
7: I, I, I warned you I'm gonna I'm sound awesome. like a snob.
6: That's yeah, we I'm 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 snobby about what I let my kids watch. Yeah. It's true. They watch Totoro over and over. They also mm-hmm. watch, um we like find cool things on YouTube. We'll sit we have like our our time each day where they can watch videos. Yep. And uh you know, um, there's a there's a funny YouTube channel that's just time lapse photography of um, things going rotten. You get to see <laughs> that mold, sounds
1: awesome, and maggots <laughs> and things like
6: that. They're, they
1: they like that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh my goodness, yeah. I feel like that will that just makes you feel better about everything. Just yeah, exactly. right? it's, like, well, I'm it's natural. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your next
2: one. Stay. An Island wakes The credits roll As Melanie and Joan Fairy with giant hair Nope, I don't know it at all.
6: Joan
1: Cusack, does that help? On a fairy? Joan Cusack and
2: Melanie Griffith Is this a movie from the 80s? I don't
6: know it.
1: Going to work? Going to work? (laughs) Yeah. That, that's a really good hint. That's a really good hint.
6: <laughs> there was a movie called Working Girl. Is that? That's what you're it. Yeah, about? yeah, that's, yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's only just because of the hint you gave me. Listen, <laughs> I didn't know the song at all.
1: I'm just gonna say uh, I loved that movie at the time. Does not hold up, but Joan Cusack and Melanie Griffith are amazing. Yeah,
2: true, true, true. I should say the song was uh, "Let the River Run" by Carly Simon. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is your last one we're at the catskills resort and this music doesn't fit the time but we do the big lift jerry orbach still looks mad
6: (laughs) yeah that's time of my life i don't know the name of the artist but that's from um uh dirty dancing dirty dancing that's correct I, uh, I always get Dirty Dancing and Footloose mixed up so I almost did that wrong <laughs> Right?
1: I mean there's, they're dirty both dancing. about Dirty Dancing they're do- both about dancing I can totally Coming see. of age and Come dancing that's
6: yeah, uh, yeah. Right.
2: So another Bacon, Patrick Swayze that's right He's yeah Eeny meeny miny mo. Uh, <laughs> that was The Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes okay
1: you did amazing you did amazing all round you did amazing all round thank you so much
6: I'm delighted to have been here, you
2: guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot.
1: Joseph Gordon Levitt's latest movie, Project Power, is streaming now on Netflix. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
2: Hey, my name anagrams to thou Canon. cannon.
1: Our puzzles were written by Andrew Kane, Mike Nothnagel, Kara Weinberger, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seychell, James Barber, and Rebel Wood. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thank you to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias.
2: Ophira Eisenberg.
1: And this was Ask Me Another Next time on Ask Me Another, from Hulu's Rami, we'll have Golden Globe winning actor and comedian Rami Youssef. He'll tell us what we can expect in season two of the series. Plus, friend testants and comedians Roy Wood Jr. and Jimmy O'Yang drop in to chat about their new show, Netflix's Space Force. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? ixl learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality one subscription gets you everything one site for all the kids in your home pre-k to 12th grade make an impact on your child's learning get ixl now and npr listeners can get an exclusive 20 percent off ixl membership when they sign up today at ixl.com npr